I'm not saying Bender's not great, but have you ever considered that maybe he's, you know, not that great? <sighs> you're just jealous. No one loves you because you're tiny and you're made of meat. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season four, episode three, Love and Rocket. Now, Ben, I have a few questions for you right off the bat of this episode that are very detailed and and good questions to ask that will be evergreen content. Okay, hit me with that. Why does your apartment complex smell like ranch dressing? And follow up, why do I want ranch dressing so bad right now? What? When I came in to the apartment complex today, I'm like, I'm getting ready to record. Let's do it. Wait, why does everything smell like ranch dressing? I'm so hungry now. Uh, wait, my apartment, my apartment or my apartment complex? complex. No, your apartment smells nice. Okay. Well, not th- well, hold on. Now, I just conflated that ranch dressing does not smell nice. It very clearly does to my I'm hungry brain. I don't have any idea what you're talking about whatsoever. Okay, so did did you go into the foyer where it smells like ranch dressing? Yeah, but I'm sick as a dog over here, friendo. Oh, that's the same. Like I can't smell Dang anything. That- I'm jacked up on Sudafed and uh that's about it at this point. Okay. So. so that's actually the same thing that friend of the podcast, Tema, said that because she's uh, stuffed up as well. So I guess I'm the only one that smelled that good, good ranch dressing smell. And I'm going to uh, be excited about that for a while. Okay. This is some of the worst podcasting we have ever done. <laughs> Starting 2018 off. We were, right. we were right that this bit was going nowhere. Yeah. Shout out to James for making some of the best fan art ever yes um, <laughs> I, I think we retweeted it <laughs> we right um it, it is the thing that explains this podcast more than anything else more than anything also i would like to apologize to listeners out there i am recovering from a pretty nasty cold so my voice is a little rough when he said he was sopped up uh pumped up on sudafed he wasn't joking no not at all for that 20, doesn't stop it from being funny for 2018 i decided uh new year's resolution should be to uh, sound better. And I figured that at some point in his life, Roman Mars got so sick that his voice got so bad that it came back around to sounding silky smooth. Uh, Go on. As it turns out, I was very wrong about that. That does not work. I would not recommend it. Classic Ben. <laughs> yeah, uh, he will sound better, I'm sure, in in uh, a week or two. But, you know, we we're... We we're we're all kind of getting over some crud together. I'm uh, probably a lot closer to being 100% than Ben is, unfortunately. But hey, that whole hopped up on Sudafed thing is going to make this episode one fantastic episode of Back to the Futurama, which we should probably maybe get into after your failed ranch dressing bit. I mean, like it. it I I what makes a, an apartment building smell like ranch dressing is my question, main question, really. Well, there are really two answers to that, Mike. Okay. The first is somebody spilled some ranch dressing somewhere. Well, that's a ranch dressing crime. The second is something you really don't even want to know about. Oh, those wow. Are the only, okay. Those are the only two possibilities. So it's a ranch dressing spill or a ranch dressing uh, blaspheme is what you're saying. I don't even... Heresy. It's, horrors from beyond time and space okay so we're talking more like ranch flavored cthulhu yeah cool ranch cthulhu not not like an an act that one does to one human does to another human with ranch dressing that is distressing in a different no cool ranch cthulhu um which some prefer to nacho cheese cthulhu i do prefer cool ranch cthulhu to nacho cheese cthulhu Ooh, but flaming hot cthulhu that's a Cthulhu I could get behind. Flaming Hot Cthulhu <laughs> 2018. 
All right, let's go vote in your midterm elections for Flamin' Hot Cthulhu. Oh, we should put up a poll for on Twitter: <laughs> Flamin' Flamin' Hot Cthulhu, <laughs> Cool Ranch Cthulhu, Nacho, Nacho Cheese, Cthulhu. Cheese Cthulhu. We've got one more. What? Oh man, sour cream and onion Cthulhu. Okay, barbecue Cthulhu. I think that's it. No barbecue Cthulhu. Ooh. That was a hard one to say. Let's talk about Futurama. <laughs> Should we? <laughs> Let's do that. Um, so we start the episode as the Planet Express ship goes in, going past the Horsehead Nebula. Uh, Bender is yelling at the ship's AI. Uh, they're arguing about controversial art, um, which I find quite enjoyable. <laughs> I find the argument enjoyable, not so much. Not, well... I went to school for art. I like a lot of controversial art. It's fine. Okay. I don't know where I was going no, with that. You, no, but it sounded good. No, no you, you offered your, uh, your, uh, your, your credentials in the field and then offered an opinion about the, the field. I, I think you did a great job, Ben. Thank you. And my next step to become Roman Mars, I'm going to spend a lot of this episode talking about flag design. <laughs> Shall we talk about Milwaukee? It's a bad flag. Speaking of Milwaukee, put a pin in that one. So, uh, yeah, they're arguing about controversial art, and and plant the ship is kind of taking the if it's offensive, why does why should my taxpayer money go to it? Now, I just realized that means that the the ship pays taxes. I mean, that it, means it gets a, a paycheck from Planet Express. I'm not surprised by any of this. Maybe that explains why Planet Express is always so poor, because well, they have, have to pay their ship. Well, they well, they have to pay the ship, or else they won't have a ship. It's like they have a bend; they pay their bender to bend. Yeah, but do you pay your car? Well, it's well, no, but my car can't talk. Does to your me. car have controversial opinions about controversial art? I mean, it does, but I baked it into the car. I have I have the Venus de Milo painted on the side of my car nice that's actually not all that controversial here in portland but that's okay it it was when i was driving cross country through kansas uh usually i'm the one yelling at you because we're getting off track and wasting so much time but man today we're just (laughs) we're not flipping those roles um anyhow so uh basically bender asks if the ship would censor the venus to venus uh, because you can see her spewers the thing that i like about this exchange is that Bender says he's going to go to his room and enjoy controversial art, which is, I think, maybe the best euphemism for uh, doing what some may do in their bedrooms. You you nailed the dismount on our PG podcast. (laughs) Nailed it. Um, (laughs) Still a 3.5 from the East German judge. Well, you know, you really can't ever... um make them so they go back to planet express after this exchange and it's valentine's day next week it is so the crew gets new uniforms in an attempt and i don't know how this even applies but they have to look their they have to look their best to get their new uh, to make sure that they can get the contract for romanticorp sure but they've never wooed anybody else with new outfits well have they wooed (laughs) anybody at all ever they they constantly are trying to put make sure their image is good. They had a Super Bowl ad that played on a different channel than the regular Super Bowl. Like they're always trying to go out there and like they change colors and logos all the time. So they go to the most romantic place on earth after Milwaukee. The, after the uniform thing. They go to Milwaukee with a it has a bad flag design. It says it's the birthplace of beer goggles. Also, though, like, seriously, go watch the Roman Mars TED Talk <laughs> and flag design. It's pretty good. We'll probably retweet it and put it in the show notes, but so I imagine Ben will do that, yes. They, they yeah, they go to Milwaukee to... Romanticore uh, HQ. And the professor is basically like, hey, we need to pretend that we're not bitter shills that, are, that believe we're never going to find love. So, Leela, you better do some pretending here. <laughs> so so mean well and uh, she's just like roger like she she acknowledges what she is that's she fair. she knows who she is and she's not she's okay with it yeah she's okay with it 
Um, they are greeted by Sheldon and Gwen, the CFO, who have managed Romanticorp for 30 years and also married. They're kind of gross. Like, yeah. they're that couple that sits next to each other in the booth mm-hmm. and they're the Denny's. Leela is, is really bitter. And so the professor literally pulls out this cattle prod. Yeah, and, like a taser thing. And shocks her. Even saying that's so sweet isn't enough for the professor. Mm-hmm. She has to be like, that's so sweet. It's super good. Um, they, uh, Romanticorp also sells lovey bears, which are basically teddy bears. Um, but it's cheaper to genetically engineer them. Uh, so they're living lovey bears, and after a year, they pick up the wh- who whichever lovey bears are most huggable and send them to Bear Hospital. I in, like the quotes around quotes, Bear Hospital, where, where they stuff them full of fire retardant love fluff. It's super disturbing, but I I do like the quotes around Bear Hospital. Y- you know, it's not as disturbing when you think of it all in like all these pastel colors and love and everything, but then you think about it, and then it's just horrifying. Well, you literally see them being put on this conveyor belt going into something called, in quotes, Bear Hospital. I love um, the sign as if the bears could read that. You don't know. They That's might. That's fair. They, they seem intelligent because they're frolic for an entire year. That seems like the... I would love to frolic for an entire year. It, it would be preferable to what happened last year. I don't know. I've I've frolicked for about five or six months like you run out of money real okay. quick okay well see if you didn't have to worry about money and you just frolicked the world is your oyster frolic wherever you want yeah no that'd be pretty great wouldn't it it would yes it would be such a way of like just letting go of your worries and your cares in the world and just go out there and frolic and eat those wild mushrooms and have a couple of hallucinations It'll be fine. This took a turn. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm already talking about ranch dressings and mushrooms. Let's just go for it. <laughs> anyway, they then go to the Romance Acceleration Lab to determine what pickup lines work. The The winning pickup line is, my two favorite things are commitment and changing myself. I've never really cared for that joke. Sure, but Leela does, de- does definitely ask if the dummy has a brother. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's some. I mean, there's some ridiculous crap. There's some ridiculous crap happening in this episode. Let's let's call it out as it is. Um, We also find out that the the their biggest seller is these candy conversation hearts, which their family has been making uh, since the 1900s, and though. Times may have changed. The recipe hasn't. And it's literally made out of two ingredients, bone <laughs> meal and earwig honey. I don't know what earwig honey is, and I don't want to know. It smells like ranch dressing, first no, of all. No, stop you, stop it. Don't don't you ruin ranch dressing for me, you so evil man. That's probably what was in my hallway. Earwig honey. Earwig honey. It's Valentine's Day is coming up. They're ramping it's up. It's a while. <laughs> you gotta you gotta ramp up production on those candy hearts mike you can't do it overnight i'm sorry are they made in your apartment complex for all you know yes i mean i'm pretty sure no but okay i'll I'll come with you on this one we don't we don't make the candy hearts here we simply supply the earwig honey (laughs) okay that makes more sense maybe as somebody who has to sleep here tonight and is also going to be on a pretty healthy dose of NyQuil, I don't really want to give myself the nightmares that I have just decided I'm going to give myself tonight <laughs> about my apartment being a factory for earwig, honey. I like how the listener at home can watch the genesis of, of your night terrors tonight. So yeah, there are hearts all throughout this this um, this warehouse. Um, and Fry decides there's a heart in all these hearts that indicate how he feels about Leela and just starts diving in, trying to find one. Um, at this point, a lovey bear has escaped and a gunman with a laser rifle is chasing it down. It's one of my favorite jokes of the episode. <laughs> He's like an old timey, like early 1900s hunter. Yeah, he looks like Teddy Roosevelt a little bit. I mean, he's got the pith helmet. That's and fair. I he's, don't think he specifically modeled after Teddy Roosevelt. Well, it's sort of a style of the like elephant yeah. hunters of the early times. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, and while I don't condone elephant hunting, I condone lovey bear hunting. That's they, fair. They deserve to be in the bear hospital, not roaming around. <laughs> they deserve to be in the bear. <laughs> it's what they're they've been genetically engineered to do. It's their destiny. I mean, there's some horror in this thing. Would you, you take said. away the <laughs> destiny of cute, cuddly, colorful bears? With sentience? Probably. I'd probably give them a different destiny. Either way, the lovey bear that has escaped is uh, subdued by the professor's cattle prod. And I'm not going to say that's what wins them the contract. But it very well might have been. They get the contract. And Woo-hoo! so that's pretty rad. So the professor decides to, uh, with the money from that new contract, make those government-mandated upgrades that everybody's been suing him about. Uh, like taping up the cracks in the dark matter reactor. Getting a <laughs> cage, cage for, for a lion. lion. <laughs> Why do they have a lion on, <laughs> on board? On board. It's very good. Where, where was it before? It's in the cage now, certainly. But where was it before? Also, why is the cage in the ceiling? I don't. I have very. We have a lot of questions about this lion on the Planet Express ship. Is the lion itself government mandated? Ooh, that might be it. The lion has to be on the ship, mm-hmm. and then it's also mandated to be in the cage. Well, that might be a, the problem. There might have been a bit too many maulings. That would explain why he goes through crews until this crew kind of solidifies. Maybe. Maybe. Although they've lived this long with the lion just fine. That's fair. Um, uh, he also installed new and improved personality software for the ship. And Bender is upset because he's going through the radio stations on the ship and somebody changed his presets and he's upset because it's playing Two Princes by Spin Doctors mm-hmm. and points out that it's this is not alternative rock, it's college rock. I prefer. I really, I really love how how deep he gets into the classification game. I just love that every time I hear Two Princes by Spin Doctors, I think of Futurama. Now that's also good. I mean, uh, Futurama has taken so many of the the brain things in my head now that oh, that's a reference to Futurama. No, it's probably not, but it's okay. There's also a surprising amount of times in my life where I hear Two Princes by Spin Doctors in 2018. I feel like it's quintessential 80s college rock. So go ahead now. I killed Mike. So the ship uh, has changed the presets and Bender's really upset until the professor uh, turns his dial and it goes from uh, the voice of a generic dude to literally the voice of Sigourney Weaver. It, it It's very good. And it turns uh, Bender basically... From hating the ship to being smitten with the ship. I mean, it's Sigourney Weaver. Well, sure, yes. I'm not saying that. Also, it took me way longer than I care to admit to realize that it was Sigourney Weaver in this episode. It's it's good get for a guest star in this episode. Mm -hmm. It could have been easily... I mean, freaking Ripley is a delivery ship now. It's good. It's very good. It's comedy right there, my friend. It writes itself. Anyway, the ship makes a double entendre about her playing with her buttons and basically bender is like planet express ship has a a euphemism corner all her own it's true she's got a lot of corners being a ship that's fair you don't have as many corners being a a regular human being not as many as a ship so (laughs) bender's like so what'll it be my place or you which raises a lot of concerns on my part i i do love the the multiple jokes about being like dating somebody that you are literally enclosed it enclosed in yes i i love all the jokes around that personally that's that's about it with the dating portion that i really enjoyed but so it we're in space and the crew is delivering the hearts fry is still trying to find the right heart um Leela indicates that it's not really the guy's message she's interested in. She's interested in the guy. Or not. Meanwhile, the ship is kind of shaking, and it's because Bender is playing with the Planet Express ship's buttons, like Uh, tickling the ship, mm -hmm. basically. Fry thinks it might be a space cow. Yeah, then they find Bender in this this act, and uh, Fry's like, are you two an item? I mean, I know you're both items, but... (laughs) How do you date a ship anyways? 
Leela is not entertained and says that pointing your coworker and primary means of transportation is a bad idea and also a violation of Interstellar Shipping Statute 437B. That's what makes it so nasty. <laughs> Ooh, I've got some weird like tones on that. You sure do. Ooh, maybe I am turning into Roman Mars. <laughs> Try it again. All right, I'm gonna gonna do a take two on that. Flags. We all see them all the time. They're all over the place. We don't understand what makes a good flag <laughs> versus a bad flag. But when you see a bad flag, you know it. I'm Roman Mars. <laughs> and I'm Mike. <laughs> and this is 99% Back to the Futurama. <laughs> this is dumb stuff. Um, Yeah. That was... We I get a, really we have get, a dismount on this we one. We get a yeah. I'm just moving on. We get a montage um, with the song "Daisy." I think that's what it's called. Sung by it's, Bender. It's, it's sung by Bender, but it's a very direct reference to 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then, we sh- we didn't even point it out, but the ship's computer uh, looks exactly like Hal from yeah. 2001: A Space Odyssey. So we get a lot of very direct references throughout oh, this yeah. episode. This is basically, I'm sure the writers were like, yeah, we're going to ho- go ahead and make this one, the, the 2001 A Space Odyssey reference one. I mean, like, basically every moment. Yeah, exactly. Except for maybe Bender tickling the ship. I don't think that was in 2001 A Space Odyssey. But it was a weird movie, and there's a lot of subtext I missed. They could have been tickling Hal the whole time. So in this montage, they have a pic- uh, Bender and the ship have a picnic on the wing of the ship where uh, Bender drinks a half of bottle of wine and pours the rest into the fuel tank of the ship. Uh, Bender slapping fry for cleaning the ship. Uh, Bender falling out of one of the ship's compartments in a robe Uh, and fry and Bender watching Amy in a bikini clean the ship. Um, It ends with a slow dance on top of the, the plan X building, which is actually kind of cute the way that they have it like blocked out. Yeah, I mean, and as much as he's dancing with a giant intergalactic spaceship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it also... It's, that seems cute to me. It also ends with he walks into the room and he's like, well, I'm sick of her. Yes, that is... Bender's just done with this done. relationship. Um, uh, Bender... Uh, Fry is concerned that he, they just started dating, but Bender's mighty robot powers let him get sick of things much faster than humans. Yeah, man, I totally get that. Like... I watched one episode of Game of Thrones and I was like over it because I'm basically a robot. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm robotic Roman Mars. Okay. And hello, let me talk about flags. I I think that that turned more into a musical than a robot. <laughs> Roman Mars the musical. You know you'd watch that. I didn't realize this ep- this episode of Back to the Futurama was actually going to be a Roman Mars fan cast. Oh, no, and we're yeah. talking an awful lot about Roman. Let me lot. backtrack. I'm talking an awful lot about Roman Mars this episode. You sure You're are. talking a lot about Futurama. <laughs> Leela's just, Leela's concerned that uh, Bender's going to let the ship down in an unpleasant way. And Bender's just like, actually, I'm just going to date a bunch of floozy bots on the side. Yep, and speaking of the those uh, floozy bots at Elzar's, Bender is with them and having a nice uh, dinner. The ship, planet, the planet. Do I need to give? Do I need to say the whole name of Planet Express? I've been ship saying because the ship. she's a character in this episode. I, I I mean I think her preferred pronoun is she. That's the way everybody refers to her. But I wrote her down as the ship. But no, I mean like, do I need to? Because she's not in every other episode. It's the ship. Here, it's a character with a voice by a prestigious guest star. See, here's here's what I did. Because she's a character, her only name is The Ship. But everybody in the episode refers to her as Planet Express Ship. You, I, 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 you just call her The Ship. I think that's fine. Somehow, Planet Express Ship has found Bender at Elzar's, and she's looking in through the window jealously, I guess. It's hard to tell on a on a ship that doesn't have a face. Yeah, it doesn't have a face or really anything on the front that can really move at all, so it's really tough to tell facial expressions from a ship. She's also getting a bit obsessive because she goes to their apartment, uh, to Fry in the and, of the and night. Bender's apartment in the middle of the night, 
wakes Fry up. Is like, oh, is Bender home? And then when he's like, oh no, he's he's out at his uh, friends or no parents. parents. Yeah, that's right. Because he doesn't have parents. He's a robot. Yeah, that's why it's a joke. And then, good job explaining the joke, Ben. You've done it. Well done. The ship asks, "Well, did he fly there in another spaceship?" Fry covers for Bender, which I'm just going to point out, um, not really a cool thing to do. I mean, there's a whole lot of not cool I don't, things to go to do going on in this episode. I'm just going on the record that, like, if your bro's cheating on his girlfriend, like, don't stick up for him that's kind of a crap i know it probably breaks a lot of bro codes but man it's not cool so don't do it that's i mean we're all people that's my advice be kind to people be kind to people and planet express ships that are getting their heart broken well in in 3000 people includes robots and ships and trash cans and because there have been trash cans the next day they're at the zoo Mm -hmm. the central park zoo now with more goats they're walking along, and I like in the background, uh, like they make this big deal out of the howler mummies because they're like mummies that are howling. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, I like Mountain Dew presents extreme elk, and it's just an elk with sunglasses. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I'm with you. The howler mummies, fine. Don't, I'm not here for that. I would stare at that elk for hours. Yeah. Like I'd go to a zoo with Mountain Dew presents extreme elk. Some people say that's selling out. Some, but I say, it's just I gotta have something to go along with my cool ranch Cthulhu. Some pe- <laughs> that nice. Uh, some people say it's selling out, but sell me in. I want to see this extreme elk now with more antlers. Ooh, see they've improved the product. Mountain Dew presents extreme elk. Code red. Ooh, oh, oh, oh! I'm not sure if I like that. It's a controversial. <laughs> It's a con- very controversial. Now we're back at the first change. conversation in the episode mm-hmm. where it's controversial art. And it's at the zoo, so your tax dollars are paying for it. Planet Express ship is getting really into this zoo trip. Because this is not the first zoo they've been to this trip. No, they've been to at least one other. Um, it, but it sounds like maybe even more than that. Probably even more than that. Um, sh- she, uh, the ship is very excited about the tapers, cuddly baby tapers. They are kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they look at that, uh, Fembot walks by and Bender basically spins his head around to look at her. And the ship gets jealous and Bender tries to hide it. And she confronts him about the floozy bots from mm-hmm. the other night. And I, I do like how Bender's like, oh, no, I can explain that. I like a challenge. Which is a red flag immediately. That's a, it's a red flag. Um, and then he's I like, like a challenge. Those were my accountants. Yeah. And she kind of just... She very clearly chooses to believe him. Yeah. Because she's like, I wish I could believe that were true. So I do. Anyways, off to go make dinner, which raises even more questions. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of que- How does a Planet Express ship cook dinner? How, how does it cook dinner? What does it cook for dinner? Uh, this what episode does co- brought to you by... Blue Apron. <laughs> no, don't get the free advertising. Now with sh- meals for ships. Blue Shiprin. No, nope. only $40,000 per ship meal. Uh, you can feed your ship a lot of meals. <laughs> or just the one. <clears throat> <laughs> wow. It, it, I feel like we found a vertical that hasn't been served yet. Uh-huh. Use promo code Ben is really dumb at checkout for literally nothing. Uh, and then <laughs> out of Bender's compartment, like Bender's compartment opens up, and Lucy Liu is still in there. The head, her head, her yes. head. Well, yes, she was a head in the previous some, episode. I just some people might be joining us more recently. She hasn't gotten a body in the, since the last episode. Yes. That'd be weird. I, I know it would be. That'd weird. be I'm weird just... in this episode about. <laughs> dating space that would be the weird thing and so she uh she's like were you talking to somebody and he's like nah lucy lou's the only girl for bender so like and then she starts to say i love you and it's cut off by him slamming the door uh uh-huh um at this point i'd like to remind everybody that while i'm team bender i do not condone any of his actions (laughs) 
I wasn't. I, I hadn't gotten to that point yet. Oh, but of, you were. Oh, I was. I, I mean, like this episode is like, don't do what Bender does, everybody. Like, let's be kind to people. And then, so later on, um, the uh, crew is flying through an asteroid field to deliver these candy hearts. Mm-hmm. The ship is, uh, it's size. It's concerned. Leela asks if something is wrong. Uh, the ship is basically like Bender's acting really weird. Do you think he's going to maybe ask me to marry him? Uh, Leela immediately says, now Bender is great, but let's consider the, I- the idea that Bender's not so great. Bender is great. Hashtag team Bender. Well, Even I... though I don't condone his actions. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a secondary hashtag. It really is. So basically the ship starts accusing Leela of being jealous. Uh, because, quote, no one loves you because you're tiny and you're made of meat. I'm going to make that my ringtone. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's. Wow. Huh. I don't know about that, buddy. I didn't I didn't think about how sad that was going to be every time somebody calls me. Except people <laughs> well, don't really call point. me. So, like, it only confirms my belief because nobody calls me, but I'm never going to hear the ringtone. I just, I think we put together the pieces at the same time because, yes. It, no Wait, it's, well, so I will get okay. the reminder because I have a smartwatch and I can use the find my phone function if, I, like, I left my phone somewhere in my apartment and then it rings my phone. <laughs> so I'll find my phone by my phone telling me that nobody loves me because I'm tiny and I'm made of meat. Well, this episode of Back to the Futurama has taken a turn. Tweet at Roman Mars <laughs> if you would. No, actually, please do not tweet at Roman Mars. I mean, Roman Mars is a nice person. Let's be kind to him. Please be kind. Tweet at him if you have questions about flags and stuff, oh, but oh, don't tweet at him on our behalf. Or, or you know, you could tweet at him and be like, hey, thank you for the content that you make and, and make me laugh. Thank you smile. for making a better show than these two doofuses. Yeah, but do, doing if you do that and you do reference us, you could slip in a a, a mention in there. No, no so they they deliver the hearts to Lur of planet Omicron Percy I eight. It's now two hundred and forty seven days without invading Earth. Good for them. Uh, they're watching Friends, which is a pretty good jab, especially because he's like, "Why doesn't Ross just not eat the other five? Mm-hmm. Which he's is the largest. It's the friend. question I've always asked about Friends. I mean, he is the largest friend. So they deliver 20 billion candy hearts to prove that Earth loves them this much. The Omicronians take take a giant handful of the candies and shove them in their mouth and deem them chalky and unpleasant. I feel you, bro. I really do. And then Ndinda uh, sees, uh, and what is this emotion you come in, you humans call love? This Lur's, cons- <laughs> Lur's like, no, you got to mean love. And she points out it has an Earth W. And then the concept of love confuses and angers the Omicronians and they start sending a whole fleet of ships after Planet Express ships. They've they've shot missiles um and a lot of missiles. Missiles and lasers and everything. And of course, because Bender knows exactly what he wants to do, he thinks this is the time to talk to the Planet Express ship and breaks up with it. Because of this, the ship basically stops, like puts on like comedic breaks. Uh huh. And all the missiles slammed directly into the ship. Sorry, I got distracted because I was thinking about how we've put comedic breaks on this podcast. It's that bad. Hey, this week. <laughs> there you go. Um. So, um. So yeah, the all the missiles sort of explode. Um. And then we get kind of a cut because that's where there was a commercial break in the yeah. uh, original airing. And then we come back to the ship disabled, just kind of spinning through space. Uh, Leela points out there's probably no permanent damage, but the ship asks, what about the, f- the damage to my feelings? I wrote in my notes, which I also took while on Sudafed, uh, planet express ship gets hit by missiles and also is sad. It's, I mean, none of that is wrong. Um, funny sentence, but none of it is wrong. Leela says that Bender's probably taking this pretty hard and he's literally in his bunk just singing how, about how he's great. Bender is great. Bender is great. Um, so yeah, Leela and Planet Express ship are sort of having a uh, girls' Stereo- night in. Yeah, like um, a stereotypical one. 
where they're, they're in PJs. Eat- Leela's eating ice cream. I was going to say they were eating ice cream, but again, <laughs> I don't know how Planet Express ship eats. Yeah. And I, it, There's a lot of questions. And, and the ship isn't really wearing PJs or really much of anything because she's a... Cause now that's some controversial she, art. Because the ship is a ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Leela makes the mistake of saying that you can't change men any more than you can change the laws of time and space. The ship knows something that can change the laws of time and space and points everything and starts going directly into a giant quasar. Um, so, yeah, here we get another... I mean, it's it's basically, from here on out, more 2001 Space Odyssey oh, yeah. references. It's, it's this the entire um, way, Rest. Because Leela says to stop and turn the ship around, and, and she's even like, I'm afraid I can't do that, Leela. And it's, it's quite good. Bender tries some like last-minute trying to save their butts by saying like, oh, no, I love you. I feel like doing stuff for you and stuff. Well, if Bender really loved the ship, he'd merge their programming together. It kind of sounds like the stereotypical like idea of marriage because it's like I, I've heard some people that all the passions goes out of the relationship after you do that. I mean, I'm not really sure how I ever took this because merging programming with another robot is kind of a weird thing that sure. we don't really have an analog for but i mean it it there there is the like you know having sex for the first time and also marriage like it kind of maps between those two a little bit your consciousness doesn't really become one because if it if it did your wife would make a lot less fun of you for liking the jacksonville jaguars who are in the playoffs. All right. <laughs> I just high-fived myself about it. Somebody had to do it. We're so, going to lose in the first round. Just you wait. It, it's it. You're right. It isn't quite one-to-one to marriage, one-to-one to... But but I, I, especially since... Look, in, in my relationship, I've me and my wife have kind of merged into each other. So we we haven't really become one, but we've, we've we grew up together and we kind of... Oh, that's sure. I'm just. Us. I wanted to dunk on you for the whole Jacksonville oh, Jaguars sure. thing, even though they're doing well right now. So, um, I, I'm. I I always understand dunkings. So while they're having this conversation, uh, Planet Express ship doesn't want to be interrupted. So she turns off the oxygen. She shoots Leela with a fire hose and also turns off the gravity. Uh, this causes the hearts to float throughout the ship. Um, so with Leela and Fry having oxygen oxygen tanks, they rush to grab uh they float out i really like the candy heart effect that they've got going on in this episode Mm -hmm. when they're floating through the ship um because all the little hearts are like 3d animated but they all react to like physics and stuff oh yeah they're which is a lot of fun i think it's a really good effect um that was i mean maybe something we might take for granted in 2018 but like at the time mind-blowing it was pretty neat in in a you know sunday night fox animation they hide in a uh, shower mm-hmm. to discuss the plans. and It's the only place that the ship can't hear them. And again, it's another 2001 Space Odyssey thing where in, in the movie, Hal can read lips and it makes it look like it's trying to, to you know, it, it's going from each person's mouth yeah. to the next. And then she's just like, oh, how I wish I knew how to read lips. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, the plan, though, is that Bender will distract the ship by merging programming with the ship uh, while Leela shuts down the ship's brain. We, we get a whole thing about Bender and the ship like plugging in and whatever. And I'm not really interested in it. It's kind of a boring. Plot. Yeah. There's what only I, one piece of it that I would mention in a moment. What I like is that then they, they go into the ship's brain and in order to deactivate it, Leela has to pop, uh, pop some tops from the carbonated logic matrix and the thing that I love about this... In a this, specific order. In a specific order. The thing that I love about this is when you're watching 2001 A Space Odyssey, it looks exactly like they're popping soda tops <laughs> when they're trying to deactivate Hal. Sure. And I love that Futurama was just like, all right, we know what this looks like. Let's run with it. <laughs> and like they literally call it the carbonated logic matrix. It, and at one point, Leela pops one open. And she's like, hey, I've won a trip to Six Flags. One more reason we must survive this. Uh, so I really like the carbonated logic matrix joke. Like, Oh, I, it's fantastic. It's probably my favorite bit in this whole episode because like 
every time I, because that's totally what it looks like in the movie. Sure, it really is, and it's uh, it's so good. It's very good. Um, so she starts complaining about not being able to see because of the candy everywhere, and Fry's like, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna help you with that, and I'm also gonna find the right words." So he's basically continuing his quest. This mm-hmm. is the one thing Fry gets to do in this episode, pretty much. It's true. It's more than Zoidberg does in this episode, I don't know. but we'll get to that. Well, put a pin in that one. Uh, Leela gets to halfway, saying that the ship should be less rational now, and it cuts back to the bender and ship in the like mirror or in the you know microscopic verse or whatever. And bender, the ship is chasing Bender and screaming, "Me want engulf Bender." I like the visual in my head of Sigourney Weaver in a recording booth shouting, <laughs> "Me want engulf Bender." I would. I, I mean, this is this is Ripley we're talking about here. I I think I'd pay money for just like a five second clip of it because you know she took multiple takes, mm-hmm. or maybe she didn't. That's just how masterful she really is. That should be my new ringtone. Me want me engulf, engulf Bender. I'm in. Okay, it's better than the the one it's, about me being sad and lonely. It's it's certainly more funny and made of meat. Although I am made of meat, you are that. That's beside the point. Uh, Leela continues popping the tops, uh, and Fry sees that her oxygen level is now critical. Um, he kind of tries to interject, and but Leela won't let him say anything. So he goes ahead and connects his tank to her mouthpiece. I mean, that sounds kind of weird. It's a hose coming from... Oh, the, yes. Yeah. Saying hooks it to her mouthpiece is sort of a weird... Well, I mean, you know, every, uh, oxygen tanks... Uh, fine. I'm just... It, it's a weird way to... Maybe, a, maybe it's the Sudafed talking, but I got some weird images uh, from that description. Tweet at Back to Futurama with what weird images you got from that description. Oh, please don't. Please um, don't. But Or maybe do. do. <laughs> um... So Leela finishes popping the the last tabs right as they would bender and the ship would be merging together. And uh, as soon as she does that, the oxygen comes back on, the gravity comes back on, all the candy hearts fall to the ground. Mm -hmm. And she's really, really excited. And she's like, we did it, Fry. And she looks over and Fry is not responsive. Mm -hmm. She she hits a giant red button that stops the ship from going directly into the quasar. Um, Oh, yeah. That's an important detail that I left out. Yes. Good call. Of course. Uh, Leela realizes, uh, as Leela is seeing Fry on non-responsive, she finds out that he basically gave her his oxygen. Uh, She starts doing CPR on Fry, who regains consciousness and spits out a candy heart directly under her face. Well, I mean, it kind of comes up as he's Uh regaining breathing. And the candy heart says, you leave me breathless. And the thing I love about this is when she she takes the heart away from in front of her eye, uh, Fry has the biggest grin on his face. <laughs> like, my dude, you almost died. But that's like a baller move right there, man. Ba- baller move. Like. Game recognized game. Game recognized game. You gave up your oxygen. You had somehow the perfect candy heart. Stuck in your throat stuck already. Stuck in your throat, lined up for for that coughing it up on her face, which is not a romantic move. No. Except for that the oxygen thing sort of balances that it's out. It's true. I would say um, that it's minor in comparison to the oxygen thing. Right. Like, I, it's not a balance more than it just tips it a little bit. But then, like, it's the perfect heart. And, like, man, like, just that smile. <laughs> like, he knows what he's doing. Sure. It's the it's the ballerist move since hamilton's if it takes fighting a war for us to meet it will have been worth it because that's a baller move it's, it's also a baller move now i would not uh recommend that gambit it's a pretty risky gambit it's a risky you one. also have to find uh, an, an intergalactic spaceship that falls in love with your robot friend who cheats on her and then she flies you into a quasar yeah, it's it's a not a not a recommended gambit and a difficult one to pull off, but if you can't It's a long con. It's a very long con, but if you can make it work. More power to you, my Absolutely. Man. You you have more patience than I. Bender they go and find Bender and Bender's like, What crazy thing am I gonna date next? <laughs> I love that line. Like he's just accepting that he's He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. 
I, I kind of prefer to take it in kind of a a meta way where it's like the even the characters sick of dating weird things. They're like, oh, Bender, you you are fine. You didn't get swallowed up by the ship. And he's like, nah, man, Bender's a lone wolf, solitary eagle. And then his voice changes over to the ships and he's like, a cuddly baby taper. Um, and so, like, maybe there's a little bit of the ship in him. Just a touch. Just a, a nice uh, dash of ship. Fry suggests cleaning up the candy hearts. Uh, but Leela has a lazier idea. And they the ship fires them directly into the quasar. And then we get a great little outro soliloquy from Zoidberg, who Why just not? like there. As the candy hearts poured into the fiery quasar, a wondrous thing happened. Why not? They vaporized into a mystical love radiation that spread across the universe, destroying many, many planets, including two gangster planets in a cowboy world. But one planet was exactly the right distance to see the romantic rays, but not be destroyed by them. Earth. I also uh, love his his like not not knowing it's Valentine's Day is like well if it, it, it the only way it could have been better was if it's Valentine's Day. What? It was. Hooray! Now I have an issue with that though because I'm man, sorry. when you are a single dude. You always know when it's Valentine's Day. You can't escape that. Sure, but I mean, uh, Zoidberg, though, he he's not really super observant. Except about how lonely he is all the time. Well, he seems to have gotten over the romantic loneliness in that one episode where they went to Decapod 7. Is it 8? Anyway, his home planet. Although, come to think of it, was he at any of the scenes where they went to Romantic Corp? Because I know he, he he gets the new clothes because he says delicious clothing. Uh-huh. I don't remember if he's actually on... I think he might be. Because then he should know it's Valentine's Day, man. Like... That's fair. I'm just saying, like... Well, time to nitpick my favorite part of the episode. Excellent. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> That's what I do. I show up. I talk about flags a bit. Pretend I'm Roman Mars, and then I just dump all over your favorite part of the episode. <laughs> and that means it's time for... Grades! Um, so this episode, it's, it's, it's uneven to me. Um, and, and I think it's mostly because the, the subplot with Bender and the ship really... I mean, even in the... I would say it didn't age well, but I don't think it was very good to start with. Okay. It, um, it, it I mean, it ha- Sigourney Weaver is in it, and obviously she's tremendous, but I feel like she's wasted on this, this plot. I, I would agree with that. Uh, um, but but I think the this how solid the second half is with the 2001 a space odyssey things the all the different jokes about popping tops and stuff like that i it it redeems it a little bit but not enough to make it like i i I wasn't looking forward to watching this episode personally sure um it's not bad i just i it doesn't it 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 feels off i mean it it, i I think this is the same thing that happens for a lot of bender centric episodes because i'm not really a huge fan of how Bender lives his life, which is fine. Like he can do that, but he's, I feel like most of the way he lives his life is hurting people around him, which again is counter to our you know motto of be kind to people and ships and ships because ships are people in the year 3003, I think anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's really frustrating to me that the good bits are like tied down by the bad bits of this episode because i think the bad bits overweigh it and i think for that reason i'm gonna have to give it a c plus i pretty much agree with everything you said um i i do think that like you know it's cool that they got such a big name as a guest star in this episode um but i agree it's sort of a it's sort of a waste um i do love all of the 2001 space odyssey uh, references in it and i feel like if you haven't seen the movie you're missing most of the good stuff in this episode 
I like a lot of the jokes about how candy hearts taste terrible because candy hearts taste terrible. <laughs> okay, they're, fair. Really, they're really bad. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I think overall it's better than average, but there is a lot of stuff sort of uh, use the term weighing it down or tying it down, mm-hmm. I think. And um, I do think there's a lot in this episode that's, that takes a lot of really good jokes because I love all the romantic corpse stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Bear Hospital. Um, <laughs> uh, I love all the 2001 stuff. And then, yeah, you're right. This whole middle part is just sort of there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a higher grade, though. I think I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Um, it's good. It's just, it's not great. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, otherwise, I think we've got pretty much the same ideas on this episode. Sure. Uh, but we want to know what you all think. Um, and we want to know what uh, flavor of Cthulhu you like best. So of keep course. an eye out on that poll. Yes, indeed. And you can always get in contact with us if you want to ta- say anything about Futurama, this episode, other episodes. Um, if, or ranch dressing. Or ranch dressing flags, because I apparently think I'm Roman Mars. Uh, yeah, we want to know what you have to say. So you can get in contact with us by email at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. And we are on Apple Podcasts. So review us, rate us, subscribe, and send it to a friend. And we can all enjoy Cool Ranch Cthulhu together. This is gonna be a weird one if you send if you send this episode to somebody as the first episode. Maybe send Leela's Homeworld first. I think then... that mm-hmm, unless you think that this was a great episode, hey, in which man, case, hey man, some people might think this is their jam. Well, I'm not gonna judge. I, but think about how many people really really loved the episode in which I got a two hour sleep before. That's just because people like Duncan on you. So that's fair. Um, in, until next week. I'm not Roman Mars. <laughs> I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.